Hi, I'm Robbie Burns. And I'm Craig McClellan, and this is the Class Nerd Podcast. Connecting teachers to the productive world of apps. How's it going today, Robbie? It's going well. It feels like forever ago that we last recorded an episode. Like a week ago. Yeah, or just a couple days. We're, uh, <laughs> we're cranking these out. This is a regular thing now. Yes, it is a regular thing. This particular week, we're cranking them out at a slightly faster pace. We are recording a, a few of them and then spacing them out over the course of the next few weeks, as I will be, uh, in, I'll be in Hawaii for the next two weeks. That's that's terrible for you. I'm I'm so sad that that we're having to do this so that you can go to Hawaii. <laughs> well, uh, I can't say that I'm going to be terribly productive in Hawaii, but uh, I think today we're going to talk about an app that we might each define as the app that makes us the most productive. Yes, I have to agree. What are, what are we talking about today, Robbie? Today, we're going to be talking about an app called Drafts. And Drafts is an iOS app, um, a really fantastic iOS app that in its most basic form could be described as a note-taking app. Um, but it actually is... It is actually much more than that in a grander scheme of things. Drafts starts with the premise that when you tap the app icon, you are taken immediately into a blank, white, clean slate with a keyboard up, and you immediately can start typing your thoughts. So this is kind of like a, like a getting your thoughts out, like a brain dump kind of app where you just need a note app that doesn't have a bunch of like drawers and folders of notes, but you just need a blank place to start typing immediately. And then what Drafts does is, much like a traditional note app, is it stores all of your notes in what it calls an inbox, which you can then later either mark as flagged or archive, uh, but also you can perform powerful actions on these texts. Now, these actions cover a very, very wide range of depth and complexity, which we're going to get to in a moment. Um, but the general concept behind there being actions that you can perform on text is that you don't always want to think about the app that a thought is going to go into when you're actually entering it. That's extra cognitive load to think about, ooh, that's going to go into Evernote. And so I need to find, ooh, that's in my productivity folder. Or, ooh, that's a text message. I've got to pull up the, the messages app and I need to hit the plus button and I need to address it to the right person. And by it for me as... You know, I, as a teacher who's sometimes frantically staying afloat uh, in the midst of a classroom of, in my case, 65 plus band students all clamoring for my attention at once, um, the reduced cognitive load of this kind of thing is really the main appeal of this app. So I'm not thinking about where something needs to go. I'm just letting my thoughts unload into digital format. Now, what Drafts does with these actions is a number of them come pre-built into the app and do exactly what I was just describing. They send the text to other apps. So for example, a text message um, will be triggered, there will be like a messages action, which will send that text to someone in the form of a message. Now, you get to these different parts of drafts very simply. To access all of your unprocessed inbox items, you swipe to the right. Once you've selected the draft that you want to act upon, you swipe to the left. And you'll see when you first download drafts that there's a bunch of pre-installed custom actions, many of which just simply launch 
you into other apps. So for example, the messages action, if I were doing the action I were just describing, it actually uses the API for messages app. It actually pulls up a little message sheet right within the drafts app. So you don't even leave the app, which further reduces this cognitive load. Now the same is true for sending an email message. Like maybe I'm, I, the, the classic example I use when I'm describing drafts to uh, someone in one of my sessions, like I, when I'm presenting a session at a music conference, is I say, imagine you're in a staff meeting and you've had no planning all day and all of your thoughts are just coming and crashing down on you right in this moment. And so you instantly start thinking about like, okay, well, in my case, I need to take the tenor saxophone needs to go in for repair. So I start typing and I just launch up drafts and I start typing tenor saxophone repair and then I hit the next button. And then I think, ooh, I forgot to take out the trash uh, last week. I can't forget to do that tonight. So I type, you know, take out the trash plus. And then I realize, ooh, I need to like get, I need to order scores for the upcoming performance. So I just start typing, dear Christine, who's the representative for my local music and art center. Uh, you know, I'd like to order these scores. And so I'm just kind of free flowing. I'm just letting my brain dump happen and getting all these ideas out. Some of these things are notes. Some of them are future emails. Some are future tasks. Some are text messages. And then I go through this processing phase where I basically launch these into other apps without even leaving the app. So that's the general idea of what Drafts does. Um, the, the actions, as we will discuss, can get far more complex than that, uh, but these are the general ideas. Now, Drafts manages using hooks into third-party apps to do most of the acting without actually leaving the app. For example, um, if you are saving to an Evernote account and you are logged in to your Evernote account in the Drafts settings, when you save a note to Evernote, you don't actually leave Drafts. So Drafts has a number of ways of getting its data into other applications. One of the ways it does this is through an API, which is an application program interface. You may have heard us using that acronym on this show in previous episodes. And this is basically like a hook that a developer can create for another developer to connect some aspect of their app or service into their other app. So for example, um, I'm very often finding myself sending my drafts into Evernote, which is a note-taking app that I use. And Evernote actually provides third-party apps like Drafts the opportunity to have the user plug in their credentials into the settings so that right from within Drafts, I can just simply tap the send this to Evernote button and then Drafts takes that text and then it uses this API that Evernote has provided for them and it Evernote then knows what to do exactly with that information that Drafts is giving it in a way where you don't actually ever have to leave the app, which again, further reduces that cognitive load. Now, another way that Drafts handles this is, you know, there's a lot of apps out there and not all of them have flexible APIs uh, and not all of them um, even really play with other apps at all, but there's kind of a growing... Uh, a developing way around this limitation. Um, you know, on a Mac, you can easily create uh, you can easily create an automation by using something like the Automator, or like if you're someone who has any coding experience, you might create a script using JavaScript or AppleScript to basically 
type in a command or click on a button and have a series of different things happen. Well, iOS does not quite have the same level of flexibility that something like a Mac does in that you cannot do a number of the same things because apps do not have the same level of system access on iOS. Uh, so there's something called an X callback URL. And this is actually something that the developer of drafts in part helped to establish. Um, I believe it was in collaboration with Marco Arment, uh, formerly of Instapaper, uh, a read it later service, also maker of the fine podcast app Overcast. And this callback URL, my, I'm going to give my layman's term here because that's honestly all I understand about it. Um, an next callback URL is a literally a URL, like a website address that you would type into Safari that when entered into a web browser, an app, a third-party app, can allow that URL to basically kick you into their app deeply, into a deeper part of the app. So for example, uh, an app like, I, I use a task app called OmniFocus, and maybe you want to go, like you frequently are visiting a project in your task list called um, third period math class, and you have a list of actions that you complete that are relating to that particular class. And you like to see that list of actions very frequently. OmniFocus might provide a callback URL, which you could type in to Safari, which would take you directly into that part of the app. Now, this hooks into drafts in a really neat way because you can do something like you can type, I might type in a task like um, prepare the student binders for the project. And then what I can do is I can create a custom action in drafts that would not only kick that that text action into OmniFocus, but it could actually put it in that particular project. Am I doing all right? Yeah, I think that's a good explanation. So you can use the URL, the X callback URL, to send information that um, basically, if you know how to format uh, URLs and every app that has a URL scheme will have documentation on how to use their URL scheme. And uh, once you kind of look into it and start doing it, it's not super complicated. Um, you can use that URL scheme to send data back and forth between apps. It's it's It sounds complex, but once you start looking at it, if you're into this kind of thing and the amount of time it can save you, um, it's really powerful and really helpful. Now, something I didn't say about drafts yet, which and we... So we are the class nerds and we tend to get a little bit ahead of ourselves sometimes when we get excited and uh, <laughs> just a little. <laughs> uh, so I would like to s just go on record here and, and p hit the pause button and say that if you were listening and you were already like, what is this API and callback URL business already has me lost. W uh, like get back to what is the practical use of this draft app all of this stuff that I just spoke about for the past two minutes or so can does it does not have to be relevant to you if you don't want it to be because drafts has a very very rich shared user base of custom actions that have already been designed that you can basically you can go onto the action directory that 
is hosted by the Drafts website, and you can basically click a one-tap install button and steal other people's pre-made actions. So someone may have already designed the exact action that you're looking for with the callback URL already built in, and you don't actually ever have to know how to make a callback URL as long as you've found the action that does the thing that you want it to do. 90% of my Drafts actions are stolen from other people. Yeah, and uh, there's also a new user forum that uh, Greg Pierce, the developer, debuted alongside Drafts 5, which came out this spring, um, where people share ideas and can even request like, hey, I'm trying to get an action to do this, but I'm struggling with, with it. Could anybody help me? And people there are really helpful as well. It is a no shame zone. I feel constantly... Like, I'm going to ask a dumb question. And everyone is super friendly. Like, if you use the wrong word for a feature or for this type of syntax, people are just cool about it. Like, people want to help you. So, I feel like we've talked a lot about what Drafts is and and why we should care. But there's, there's an aspect of Drafts that we haven't mentioned. And um, that's that Drafts is a great markdown text editor. And uh, we have talked some about Markdown in previous episodes, um, especially our last episode about note-taking. That's a big draw of bear for me, is that you can write in Markdown, but we we haven't really talked about what Markdown is. And so Markdown is a writing language that makes it easier to format text as you type. So instead of having to go and select text and make it bold or select it, go back and type in a link or things like that. Um, You actually have characters that you type around your words and it formats them for you. Um, This was originally for bloggers um, as a way to more quickly add formatting for the web, but it's really a convenient way to write and include things like links and bold and italics and headings. Um, as, as you go. So for example, if I want to make a word bold, um, as I'm writing, I type two asterisks and then the word and then two more asterisks. And that word will be bold if you have software that can read Markdown. Now, this again is another one of those like, oh my gosh, we're introducing something crazy, X callback URLs, APIs. Uh, We might even get into a little JavaScript in a little bit. But Markdown is so helpful, especially for me as someone who works from iOS only, who doesn't have a mouse to to go back over words. Um, You know, I... In the past, I taught second grade, which was self-contained, so I taught everything. I'm going to be moving into math and science only in third grade next year. But I would a lot of times find texts on the internet, nonfiction, that covered a topic but wasn't quite age-appropriate. And I would go back and tweak it for my students. And being able to have Markdown to do that quickly saved me so much time. Sometimes I even would write my own texts and I would start them in pages, which is Apple's um, word processing app. And I would realize, oh my gosh, I'm trying to do too much, trying to get the headings to look right and do all this stuff. I need to switch to a markdown editor, type it in markdown and then move it back over. And it was so, so much easier and it saved me a lot of time. And so um, 
having an app like drafts where I can type in markdown um, things like my newsletter to parents that I send out every week and include links to sign up forms and and have my headings all laid out and then convert the markdown to rich text that the mail app can read and send it out to my parent list with one tap of a button in drafts makes creating that weekly newsletter so much easier for me. So it, it, we're going to include some uh, some information in the show notes about Markdown and where you can learn it. But um, it, it really is, if you're interested in saving time because you're you're writing a lot of things down in your classroom or sharing things that you write, it can be a really helpful tool. And Drafts is a great Markdown editor as well. Now, Craig, it sounds like you are bypassing the complex formatting tools of a word processor by simply writing everything in plain text, meaning your fingers are never leaving the keyboard. But how do you actually get things to look good, like a Word document? So apps such as Drafts or Bear or Ulysses can export neatly formatted uh documents as a PDF, as rich text, as HTML, um, lots of different choices for exporting your Markdown in a way that looks good. Because though one, one of the reasons that Markdown is great is that it's really readable for the person who's typing it. You still don't want to send a document with um, parentheses and hashtags and things like that all throughout it. Yes, I just called it a hashtag. It's 2018. Um, and uh, so these apps have different, it, they can just quickly export, convert the markdown into something pretty and then export it for you. And it's it, it's really powerful. So it's one of the things that I love about Bear. Um, Ulysses is another one, but even some actions in drafts can do that as well. So, Robbie, should we share some of our favorite drafts actions that might be applicable to teachers? I think so, yeah. I'm glad you just talked about Bear a little bit because Bear highlights a feature of a note-taking app that I'm not sure how much we talked about it in our note-taking episode last week, uh, but it is a really, really great feature of a note app that uh, you can really easily hook in APIs to apps like Drafts and more easily published to them. Now, one of the things that Bear app does a really, really great job of, and Evernote also does a really great job of this, is they allow you to, they, they basically uh, pr produce an API so that an app like Drafts can not only send notes to them, but they can actually pre-append and append existing notes in your notebooks that are already in there. So one of my favorite, and this again, this is like a great, it's this is a really good type of action for if you okay I, you've used all of the pre-existing actions and drafts you've sent your texts to Twitter and Facebook you've made them the premise for a message or an email and now you've gone to the action directory and you've installed a few custom actions well this is a great next step type of action to develop because it's actually quite simple um what I do is I have a whole series of actions in my drafts action list that are basically like append note actions. In other words, they are buttons that link to notes that I frequently maintain. 
And all that these trigger buttons do is they simply append whatever note I'm trying to look at. Let me give you a few examples. So um, one of the things I do as a band director is I'm constantly gathering repertoire for my students to play. I'm trying to learn what are the next uh, pieces of music that are going to be appropriate for my students to play. And I'll be in a conversation maybe at a professional development and someone will say, oh, have you played that new tune by Brian Balmages? And I'll say, no, I haven't. What's it called? They'll tell me. And, you know, it's that moment where it's like, okay, they told me and all teachers know this feeling. Okay, where does that go? Well, okay, most people I feel like take out their phone and they open up the notes app on their phone. But then even as convenient as that is, you try to find that later and it can be really difficult to remember where you've put everything. So what I've done is I have a repertoire ideas note in Evernote. And every time I have one of these conversations or I attend a professional development and I learn about stuff, I just simply kick open drafts and I start typing the names of pieces. And then when I'm ready, I tap this button called repertoire ideas. And without even leaving the app, it makes a little beep sound and those new pieces of music get appended to the end of that list, which is really kind of neat. Um, and then one of the cool things, more of an Evernote specific thing, is I've linked that note to another note in Evernote where I'm actually like more specifically planning which pieces I'm going to do for that given school year. And they're kind of connected together. But I, I don't really deal with any of that Evernote specific stuff when I'm actually entering the name of the piece. Um, I've got another one called Reflections, 2000, this year's was called 2017, 2018. And this is just a dumping ground of things that are broken about how I'm managing my school year that I need to reflect on and fix for the next year. And I want all of those ideas to be in the same place because I'll typically pick one late July afternoon in the summer, I'll go to the coffee shop and I'll open up that Reflections list and I'll just basically like reflect. <laughs> I'll go down that list and see if I can make a better way for every single one of those things. Now, these are great. I, for I have a similar list and I'm impressed that you can manage it in one afternoon in a coffee shop, because <laughs> to me, it's like a whole summer endeavor to, to think about those kind of things. It starts with one afternoon in a coffee shop. Okay. Now, this is great. You know, just some other general ideas. I mean, I've got a list of quotes that I maintain this way. I've got a list of movies I want to watch. I actually, anytime I fresh install my OS on my Mac or I buy a new Mac, I have to remember like the way that I've tweaked all of my settings and like which software I've installed. And I actually have a little list that I've maintained of all the software that is on my Mac. And that's another one of my appending lists. So anyway, this is just one of those things is I've created all these lists and then all of a sudden, this idea of keeping certain thoughts grouped together in the same place is no longer an issue. Now, my other one is, and this is a great demonstration of real teacher application, but also the power of drafts. And this one involves a little bit of JavaScript, but I stole it from the action directory on the drafts website. So this is, a, this is an action that I use when I'm taking meeting notes at a music team meeting. And what I do is I just simply start taking meeting notes. And you know that when you're taking meeting notes, oftentimes different members of your team will have different actions or responsibilities associated from them. Now, I take all these notes down, and then what I do is while I'm taking notes of my responsibilities, instead of a dash, which is a more traditional way of noting uh, different types of things underneath of a person's name, uh, I will use the at symbol 
before all of my tasks. And then what I do is when I've made all these meeting notes and I finish them, oftentimes I want to send these to my team, but I really also want a copy of them in my notes app. But I also really want those tasks to become actionable. I don't want them to just float in my note app. I want to actually have them appear in my task app of choice. So I have a draft action that will do the following three steps. Now, when you are creating your own draft action, we didn't talk much about creating an action. Uh, a lot of it's sort of like picking and choosing ingredients, a lot of which are pre-made. So for me, the first ingredient is really simple. It's like, okay, this is going to save to Evernote, which is a really simple ingredient to use because of the Evernote API integrating right into drafts. Step two is to set up a, actually, this is step three. Step three, the final step, brings up a mail sheet so that I can instantly address this mail message and the body of the meeting notes, all the meeting notes will appear in the body of the message ready to send out to my team. Now the middle step, this is the part I stole, is a JavaScript action that will look for the lines of text that, are, that begin with an at symbol and it will strip each one of those out and it will send them into my OmniFocus to-do list so that when I'm opening OmniFocus the next time, each one of those shows as a checkable task. So again, I'll run it by. In one tap, I save all of the meeting notes to my Evernote notebook. I strip all of the to-dos that are mine and they go into my task app. And then it pulls up a message with the meeting notes and the body of the message ready to address to my team. That's awesome. I dig it. And just a note, we will be putting links to all the actions that we're talking about in the show notes. So if any of these interest you, you'll be able to do exactly what we talked about earlier and go to the action directory and with one tap install them. So uh, it's my turn to share a couple actions. Uh, the first one that I want to share involves uh, Bear, which we've been talking about, and then my task manager, Things. Um, sometimes... I'm writing something, I'm working on something that's a note and has information in bear, but I also need to be reminded to work on that thing in things. So an example, and I think I mentioned this in the episode about bear, but um, a few weeks ago I had a meeting with my principal and he had a list of questions that he wanted all the teachers to answer that had these meetings with him. So when I got the email requesting the meeting and suggesting what the the questions were going to be. I put those questions into drafts and started typing on them, but I didn't have time to finish them. So I tapped a button in drafts and it sent what I had worked on so far into bear as a note using bears X callback URL, then got the link to that note from bear and then sent that, uh, to things as a task with the name of the note as the name of the task so that over the course of the week in between when I found out about the meeting and when the meeting happened, things could keep reminding me, hey, you need to prepare for this meeting with your principal. And uh, and then when I had time to actually do that, I just tapped the link in things. It opened up the note in bear and I could keep on typing. Oh, I love doing that. Yeah. It's it's really, really handy when you have these apps that can talk to each other with callback URLs and then uh, having those URLs in your tasks. It's amazing. It's like the feeling you get when you've climbed a mountain. 
My other one is way more complex, um, and it does involve a lot of JavaScript, um, but I have laid out um, exactly how to set this up, including a template for you. It involves Airtable, which I believe we've talked about before, but it's a database app, and I use it for guided reading notes. So if you teach elementary school at all, you're probably familiar with, with guided reading, and so I have a table for all of my students and I have, and that includes all of their data, their reading level. And then I have a table for all their groups. I have a table for all of my lessons. And then I have a table for notes that I take. And so what I can do in, in short with this action is when I'm in the middle of a guided reading lesson and a student is reading out loud for me, I can take notes in a draft and say, um, student is not uh, finishing their words out. They're they're getting the beginning and middle part of the word, but then they're guessing on the ending part and it's coming out wrong. And then I can tap a button and it will talk to Airtable. Drafts will talk to Airtable using its API. It will get a list of all my students. And so that way, if I get a new student, and I've added that student in Airtable. I don't have to change anything in drafts. It just talks and gets the list from Airtable. I select which student I'm talking about. Then it will get a list of all the books that I've done and the lessons. And I'll select that. And then it will assign that note to that particular student and that particular lesson with today's date, all with one tap of a button, which is way faster than trying to type all that directly into Airtable. Um, it saves me so much time in all of my guided reading lessons. So that one is, again, way more complicated, but an example of how powerful drafts can be. And just a, another quick aside, I will put a link in the show notes about uh, A, Airtable, um, B, where I learned JavaScript, um, which was everything from um, Code Academy to working with Swift Playgrounds, which uses Apple's Swift programming language, but that actually is really similar to JavaScript um, and, and some other resources. All of that will be in the show notes. And you've also blogged about your, your specific Airtable draft action, right? You're right. I have. I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. Awesome. And just to kind of throw some other resources out there, uh, I actually have another podcast on my website called Robbie Burns and Friends. And I very recently had Greg Pierce, the developer of Drafts, on the show to talk not only about the app, but kind of his backstory, but uh, also some workflows that we're using. Uh, and so if you're digging this, like, what are the applications of this app, and you want to just hear me rattle off more of the ways I'm using it in the classroom, that is one way to hear more. And also... I'm going to plug your podcast as well. The very first podcast that we did together was an episode of Robbie Burns and Friends about automation, and we dug into drafts a little bit there as well. Totally true. So we've covered a lot today, and I just want to bring it back to the beginning again to say that if the primary appeal of this software was clear to you when we introduced the topic, but all of this computer tech talk lost you, keep in mind that this is potentially the app that will reduce your cognitive load as a teacher more than anything else you do. Even if for you, you're focused more on 
the ease of inputting stuff into it, the complexity of what you do with it once you've put it in there is something that can come much later or not even at all. Absolutely. It drafts can be as powerful or as easy as you make it. Sweet. So I think that's all we have on drafts for this week. I think so. And this is closing our two-week focus on note-taking. What are we going to talk about next week? We're going to be focusing on team collaboration. So just ways that you can be more productive in how you interact with other parts, other members of your team. And not just collaboration, but communication. How do you actually speak to them in a digital fashion that is sane? Ooh, I like that. I'm excited. Mm, can't wait. Well, until then, you all stay classy. And stay nerdy. 